Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Okay, this is Brandon from the future. Cutting in to this episode to say, yes, indeed, the Writing Excuses Anthology is available. It's called Shadows Beneath. We have it in a gorgeous hardcover as well as in e ebook forms and all of your favorite ebook platforms. And if you buy the hardcover, we send you the ebook for free. So if you haven't read the story we're doing this week, you'll want to stop right now, pick up a copy of the anthology, read through that story so that then you can follow along with this critique session and see what professional writers have to say about a story going from first draft to last draft. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 9, episode 29. This is Writing Excuses, Critiquing Brandon's Story, Part 2. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And I guess we weren't smart enough last time. <laughs> I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Mary. I'm Howard. All right. We are, if you missed last week, we are critiquing my story, Sixth of the Dusk, which you can find linked in the liner notes or go to Amazon or go to your favorite place to get books and get my ebook and read it. And particularly read the unedited version because they'll both be included, edited and super cool edited that where, we, where they've fixed all my problems. You can read that. You can listen to us critiquing the story as we would with my critique group, and then you can go back and read what I've changed. And um, hopefully that will be very helpful to you as writers. So we're in the middle of it. We already did good things and some of the major problems last week. So I'm going to open the floor to any other major-ish issues that the story has um, that you noticed. I'm going to take my turn oh, first. Oh, fine. Shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, and the reason I want to do this is because, you know, you, fair listener, have uh, have heard a lot of our podcasts, probably, if you're listening to this, and you're probably familiar with uh, the cast we did with Lou Anders about the Hollywood formula. Um, one of the things that I think failed with this ending is that while I could feel the, the presence of the various emotional threads, those various pieces, they didn't all hit close enough together. Um, and I think that's a good way to sum up what Mary said last week, is that, you know, we weren't 
uh, I mean, all of these things kind of needed to happen, but they needed to happen closer. Um, uh, outside the, the Hollywood formula, the, the two biggest problems I had is that I wanted, I wanted clues, I wanted some foreshadowing with regard to Dusk a little bit earlier. Um, I mean, that was a neat reveal. I liked that, but uh, when, when by the end of the story we realized that he's kind of mulling over his name as a foretelling, I thought maybe he should have been mulling over his name as a foretelling earlier. Um, and maybe that's the discontent that he's feeling that Mary suggested. Um, and the second issue is that I think we were almost halfway through the story before we mentioned that they had made contact with people from the stars. And that needed to drop a little bit sooner. That Ditto. needed to at least be hinted at earlier. I, I don't mind the revelation coming where it oh, does. Oh, the revelation was awesome. But, but I was not prepared for it. Yeah. Yep. Ditto that. All I right. said it's smart actually on page two. Yes. But <laughs> it's on page two? It is on page two. Well, obviously none of us saw two? it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm flipping to page two. And if you feel two, the need gonna... to defend your story, that means it's wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. uh, here's my thing. This is actually, even more so than the ending, this is what, w this was my biggest problem with the Where story. Where is that on page two? The ones <laughs> of, that is so not on for page ones above. ones above. Oh, please. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, sixth gives away so much information for no reason that I could discern. He focuses so heavily on the fact that he doesn't like talking uh, that this woman talks too much, and then he just cannot stop himself from spilling every secret he knows. And he doesn't get anything out of it. He's not trying to get anything from her. It felt very weird to me. Like he was just, you know, the plot engine would take over, and it's like, oh, it's, we need to know another secret now, so he's just going to tell us. Yeah, I, I had some issues with that. I wasn't... I felt like a lot of his motivation for why he was telling her that people already know this and it's going to come out and I felt like usually there was motivation behind that that I could accept it but there were a couple of places where I'm like why are you telling her this see and, and if that's his motivation I think it would need to be accompanied by his reaction yeah you know not just an acceptance but some form of guilt or betrayal or whatever yeah. and that was there a little bit but not enough to sell it yeah and also i think that if that had been present in the beginning when i was talking about needing some form of he be him being dissatisfied with life if if he was doing some some of that in the beginning before he even meets her mm -hmm. you know that you know maybe there's some form of if they've got steam you know they've got probably newspapers or something that that you know, some article had been published and he's like, things are, people are starting to talk about stuff that has traditionally been kept between well, us. And, and also, One's Above is not until page 22. Okay, maybe I'll just... <laughs> I, I, could not, I could not find it on page two. Okay. So the, the, the so seeds there. 22 are 22 of there. 75. <laughs> <laughs> That's like page two. For a shorter story, it's got two twos of in it. seven. Um, the the seeds are there for him to to have this kind of letting go of the past aspect. Yeah, you know, we're we're planting early on that he's he's wearing kind of more modern clothes. He has a compass. He has the little scuba mask that he talks about. Um, but he completely accepts that. Whereas he, I don't know what I'm. 
Brandon I, knows what I mean at this point. <laughs> Brandon, what does Dan mean? Uh, Dan means that um, he doesn't like the story. No, <laughs> he's he's talking about the well. I I try to avoid talking too much, but he's talking about the day he's accepting all of these things. But is there any regret? Is there any? Yeah. Is there any yeah. sense yeah. of loss? I mean, he's just he's just moving along with it, and is that a wasted opportunity or not? Yeah, and I completely agree with that. And I think that if you can give us hints of that in the beginning that that will inform a lot of the decisions well, that he it, makes later. It, the other thing that I wanted to say, the other seed that is being sown there is that he, by bringing in mainland birds, has already started to corrupt the island. And that was never brought up. That's true. And never addressed. And See, could, if that's a direction you decide to go, solve some of this problem, that he's already party to the corruption of the island. Yeah. And I, I thought that you dealt with that a little bit when he was all, let's kill all of the, the night maws. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the, the bird he had that sack was a mainland bird that had like been blown off course, that he just got lucky with that one. But you're right, he is bringing chicks in now because he's saying there will be more of these. Mm-hmm. Good point. And, you know, and... And that may be one of those things where he is not aware of the ecosystem issues that he's going to cause by doing that. And that, that that's something she could bring up and have him, you know, make the make those connections. Yeah, that is that is a neat piece of symmetry. You know, the the uh, the the groundwork is already laid for that where he uh, he is worried about change. He recognizes himself as an agent of change. His name means he is an agent of change, mm-hmm. um, but he does not recognize the extent of the change that uh, that would occur if he does what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas she is, uh, I mean, she is definitely an agent of change. You know, mm-hmm. she's there as part of changing things, um, but her mission is to change things while at the same time protecting them in a way that hasn't occurred to him. And there's there's a neat symmetry there. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing which, uh, uh, Brandon, you do a great job with in the other stuff of yours that I've read where you've had a chance to tighten up the prose. Those are the things that just naturally flow out as you're tightening up these words and you realize, oh, I need to use this word here and then this word again here. And the reader grabs that symmetry without you having to throw down a whole paragraph mm-hmm. that says, and this is what he believed. Yep. So. All right, and that's one, of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why I spend so much time drilling down on my prose so early in the project is because my editor is an idiot. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's, um, let's stop for a book of the week. Um, Howard, you have our book of the week. Oh, yes. Um, Even White Trash Zombies Get the Blues by Diana Rowland. Um, this is the uh, sequel, second book in a trilogy, or maybe there's going to be four. I don't know how many of these uh, Diana's going to do. Um, it is a zombie book in which uh, zombie is the protagonist. Um, I am a big fan of big fan of uh, tropes being turned on their heads, and Diana Rowland does a great job of this. The zombie is um, <laughs> the zombie is a lot of fun. She's a she's a girl who doesn't want to be dead, but is dead, but isn't dead, and sometimes can have superpowers if she eats your brains but she really doesn't want to eat your brains she's awesome <laughs> that sounds really fun it is it is really really cool and she works uh as a result of a little bit of finagling she works for the coroner so mm-hmm. she's got ready access yes she does have brains to superpowers well if you want to listen to even white trash zombies get the blues you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse start a 30-day free trial get a free copy of the book and support the podcast all at the same time All right. Well, let's continue to it. Continue to thrash my story, everyone. What are your medium-level problems? Just things that occurred to you um, that may not require big revision, but that bothered you. Uh, this is a, a tiny thing. It's actually just a, a order of information flow. When um, it's on page seven, when you introduce the uh, sack, the AVR usually waited until they'd landed before bestowing her blessing, and I'm like, the corpse is a vision because I wasn't completely clear and then why is that a blessing why is the vision of a corpse a blessing and you answer it like two sentences later but because it's you know the two sentences are the black feathered bird just watched the waves and sixth continued you're right that is hard to say sixth continued his work um you have an audiobook problem here. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were done, and I thought that I wasn't going to get the answer, and so I was, I was confused. And I really think that it's just, you know, just moving the, the body he saw and, the, you know, moving that little section somewhere just, uh, you know, so there's not quite the, that tiny buffer between would have fixed that for me. And it, it's a small thing. Got um, it. Yeah, medium, medium level-ish thing for me was the mechanic of, and I guess it's a, a mixture of things, the mechanic of the, the foretelling, um, we never get at any point a vision from Sack that tells us something that then comes true. So, I mean, he's yes, he's been very careful and he's survived all of this time as a result of stuff from Sack, but I've never seen Sack do something or tell him something 
and then see that actual thing actually happen. Which I know wouldn't work because he's. It, we're only getting his corpses. Um, yeah, but what, what we do see is Sack give the warning and him look closer and it's like, oh yes, in fact. Oh yes, there's th- a thing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like with the vines coming out of the tree. Yeah, well, see, and that's why I'm saying it's a medium level problem. Yeah. If I could see... If I could see one of those prophecies come true, um, I would be much more satisfied in the bird's ability. Uh, the other thing that was a little weird is the the uh, concatenation of his corpse everywhere, which... Um, was awesome. It was Intense? awesome. No, I yeah. liked it. It was powerful. It was awesome. Um, but to my mind, it was never explained. I didn't understand... I didn't understand why. I, I was bothered as well by the fact that we never find out what this mapping machine is or what it's going to do to the island. Um, but I was not super bothered by it. Um, yeah. I don't I, know if I would have even brought it up had Howard not mentioned it. Because it, it's a hole in the story, but it feels like it's an excusable hole in the story. Because that's not what the story's focusing yeah, on. Yeah, see, I, I was okay with that. Where I had a problem was that um was the because i i thought well why would mapping machinery do that that doesn't make any sense but then when sixth says hey i think it's because this is a trap and it's not actually mapping machinery it's designed to to cause this disruption mm-hmm. um yeah i was, liked that reveal a lot that i was did cool. too i but uh, what where my problem lay was that i didn't see his logical yes. steps to get think... to that and because we're in his pov and we didn't see him putting those pieces together we just saw him say and here let me give you this piece of exposition yes um, and that exposition came out of nowhere if he arrives there by the same process you just did mm-hmm. that would solve two whole different problems yeah. for me at the same time um here's another problem that i maybe didn't bug anybody else but the gun that she has I couldn't figure out why it was a harpoon gun. And to the point that that was weird enough to me that I thought, oh, it's going to be important later that it's a harpoon gun. And it is because you can't tie a flower bulb onto a bullet. And so therefore it had to be a harpoon. And that, as far as I could see, was the only reason for it to be a harpoon. Um, And I'm cool with other cultures having other kinds of guns, but this was never used in a way that would make a harpoon more valuable than a bullet. Uh, they had the deep maw or the, whatever the deep creature things that they were up against sometimes, and if you're going to shoot something like that, you do need a heavier projectile than a bullet because a bullet won't go very far in the water. But she, she tried shooting at one, and but missed, I, I and never it didn't got work. the sense that this so. was an underwater. Well, she weapon. she does say that, that it was specifically something that they had for the shadow, and that she grabbed it mm. when she was fleeing. But that maybe needs to be brought out a little yeah. more. Okay. Um. Along the, these lines, since we're talking about Shadow and Nightmaw and all of these things, um, oddly, the uh, you know instead of a shark-toothed club, I was like, they have sharks on this world, and I don't know why that bothered me because it wouldn't have bothered me if the you know birds didn't bother me, horses wouldn't have bothered me, but for some reason, shark-toothed when we have all of these other cool flora and fauna that are clearly indigenous to the worlds, for some reason, I'm like, why would anyone import sharks? I can understand importing birds, but why would anyone import sharks? On a related note, but this is actually a a good thing that I thought was a neat little minor touch, is you describe the shadows, the big monsters, and you never actually say that they look like Krakens or Cthulhus or whatever, but that's what I imagined in my head. 
but he had literally no idea how to describe it, or maybe it was the, the girl. Um, and then in like the next sentence, they talk about octopi. And I'm like, well, if they know what an octopi is and they still don't know how to describe what I assumed was a kraken, it must be even weirder than I thought it was. And I thought that was a really neat moment. I just assumed it was like a really big shark. <laughs> I was just like, it's just something bad. Um... You guys just don't like to imagine tentacles as much as I do. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I had... Oh, that's not where I went. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, small, this yep. is, you know, again, in that medium level. Um, mm -hmm. it's, this was one of the places where, it was like, where I did feel like there was an inconsistency. Um, if you had been another trapper, I would have killed you directly rather than leaving you to revenge yourself upon me. But I thought that they didn't kill each other directly. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, is that because she's at the safe camp? But it, because there was an allusion to the only time that they, interf you know, he, they fought was not an illusion, but a direct reference. Yes, we don't hurt each other. We let the island kill each other. Yeah. we just help it. Yeah, and so and it, and it was very close to this, so I was confused. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, either cut or clarify. Um, let's see what else. Well, did you're I have? only there. You've got lots more to go. <laughs> oh yeah, yes I do. The little meekers were awesome. Loved the Meekers. But I was sad that they didn't show up later. Yes. Because when he Need needs to more. end up, you know, essentially I imagined him assaulting this uh, enemy fortress and I thought he was going to rouse his little band of nasty little bitey mice and instead he just scared some panthers in the woods and then we cut. Yeah. Jump cut. Yeah. It is... Um... There were a lot of things in here that were really cool that I love and think you could cut to make this a tighter story. Yeah. And the Meekers represent that one of those because you're not using them. Um, so, you know, use it or lose it. Uh, have no idea where you would insert them. Um, but since you write long, <laughs> this is something that you could cut. In short. Originally, they were actually going to kill her. Just oh, offhandedly, because he, you know, his paranoia was too, and uh, he had said, um, but I'm glad I you didn't decided go there. that when I got there, that that was the wrong emotional beat Yep. Uh, for, for this, and so, yeah. so that's you, why they were put there. You but. can you can cut them now and use them for something else, because they're great. The, uh, except, I will say that one thing that they do do, if you are mm -hmm. emphasizing this theme of him disrupting island ec ecology... Um, they do, you know, it is him interfering with the way things naturally work in the island. The other thing they do is they help reinforce this idea that there is telepathy happening in nature everywhere. It's a broader sort yeah. of mm -hmm. effect. Yes. And, you know, the one of the ways you could have them used is that maybe she was not the only person who escaped and that she had a companion that was killed by the Meekers. Um, uh so, um, getting back to something that Dan had said earlier about, uh, you know, that, that he just seemed to be spouting information, there was a point where he says, uh, coming here was obviously a disaster. But the rest of the, the story, he's so annoyed with her saying all of these obvious things. And so the fact that he's actually using the word obviously. That was a minor thing, but it stood out to me as well. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's minor, but... I'm just well, word, not not so not not just the word choice, but just how verbose mm -hmm. he became. Yeah. In those two sentences. Yeah. Very wordy. Yeah. Oh, this is actually something I should have mentioned in the um, cool stuff. 
uh, there's a point where he's been using her name for a while and he gets angry at her. And for two paragraphs, he only refers to her as the woman, uh, which was a really nice way of showing that he was like, this is, you know, she is not a person to me. Um, uh, is anyone else going to talk? The reason I keep jumping well, is we, we, we actually are probably out of time, yeah. so I'm just going to let you send me the rest of that those. That sounds great. Um, because the whole point of this was so that you guys can hear what a writing group is like for us, and hopefully that'll help you. Again, if you don't, if you haven't seen the story, I don't know how helpful this will be to you, but hopefully the whole process of this with us brainstorming it, us writing it, and then us polishing it will help you as writers to kind of see how this is going. And so next week we are going to do Mary's story, the same thing for her story. Um, and so we will include links to how you can get her story, um, and hopefully you'll be able to read it ahead of time, and then we will come back and we will brainstorm it, or workshop it. We already did the brainstorming. Um, and your writing prompt this week? Is to have a man who plays the musical saw and find more than one use for the saw in the story. <laughs> there you go. This has been Ryan Excuses. You have excuses. Now go write. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corian's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corian.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corian.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.